0: What's up, Michigan? Welcome to another edition of the State Champs Michigan Extra Point Podcast presented by Lawrence Technological University. LTU offers over two dozen varsity NAIA collegiate sports at Lawrence Tech, athletic and academic scholarships available. Recruit yourself at ltuathletics.com. Extra Point also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSA is looking for motivated individuals to become officials. Great part-time pay and a way to stay connected to the game. Help wanted, just whistle. Visit MHSAA.com for details. Hungry Howie's, do you want free food? Hungry Howie's and state champs have a great offer for you. Order your next meal at HungryHowie's.com. Use the special code CHAMPS to receive one free order of Howie's Bread. Some restrictions do apply. And the physical therapy and sports medicine pros with the Detroit Medical Center. Check out our Game changer segments on the network. This week, it's all about a core workout you can do at home that will make you a faster athlete. And for immediate care, go to dmc.org slash Game Changers. Okay, this is the companion podcast to our State Champs Michigan Extra Point Talk Show. We've got recaps of some of the best games from Week 4, a preview of Week 5, and a whole lot more. Watch it on your preferred platform, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, statechampsnetwork.com, or on our free streaming app. My name is Lauren Plant. Scott Bernstein is with me. And joining us today is the head coach at Warren D. LaSalle, a team playing about as good as anybody in the state right now, I would say. Uh, thank you for taking some time to talk pilot football with us today, the head coach, Dan Rome.
1: Thanks for having me. and I appreciate it and look forward to talking about our program and the direction we're trying to go.
0: All right. Well, Dan, let me start with you're in the midst of your second season with De La Salle. And you came in with a great resume, nearly 20 years of coaching, four-time state championship coach with West Catholic in, in Grand Rapids, and an assistant head coaching job at the uh, Division II powerhouse Ferris State University. You also had a 10-year run, I think, coaching Fremont High School. What made you decide to come south and take the job at De Salle?
1: You know, I know if I wanted to get back into coaching, I wanted to be at one of the top programs in the state of Michigan. And I thought you know, when I looked hard, long and hard at programs, you know, Sal and the Catholic League was, was very promising and very exciting. And, you know, both of my boys are, you know, in their second, third years of college and living in the Grand Rapids area. So things are pretty much kind of lined up for me at the time to move and, and take, a, take an opportunity like this. And, you know, at Warren was a is was a great program, great tradition, and, and just extremely exciting for me. So, you know, I packed up the bags and, what's the old saying? I guess I moved out East and, uh, yeah. it was a, it's, been a, it's been a unique run in, in the year and a half that I've been here between COVID and, you know, state runner up last year, but the kids that we got coming up, we're pretty excited in what we're doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, talk about the run to the state finals a year ago, in my opinion, uh, the teams that found a way to forge through all the stoppages, the COVID concerns. I mean, we're playing football in January for goodness sakes. Uh, To have the certain few teams that get all the way to the state championship, that team, that particular group of of guys, especially the seniors on the team, Brett Stanleys and all of them, uh, have to hold a special place in your heart.
1: Yeah, they do. You know, we talked long and hard last year. when, When we got to the point where we got to the playoffs, we started playing our best football, and then we had that shutdown. And we took a totally different approach to that shutdown than we did the first time around. We kind of knew each other. We knew what we wanted to do. And kind of bonded a, a real special relationship. So we talked about controlling the controllables. And, you know, we couldn't control whether we we're going to be back on the field or when we we're going to be there. But we control what we were doing, what we needed to do to be ready. And our kids did a tremendous job. I mean, our senior class was really small last year. We had 14 kids, and all 14 of those kids stepped up and played hard and did everything we asked of them. So it was special, you know, coming in here for the first year, but. You know, I talked back in August with some of my friends back west, you know, Rob Zeitman and some of the head coaches, Matt Koziak and those guys, and I said, you know, yeah. part of the state championship this year is going to be navigating through through COVID. And our kids, our program, our administration, our community did a really good job.
2: Dan, what clicked? Because there were some growing pains right off the bat. Um, I, I'm sure it wasn't anything that you and your staff were doing in, in a negative way. It just was a situation where everyone kind of had to get on the same page. Um and then all of a sudden, I, I would you say the turning point was that DeWitt game? You know, it didn't hurt. Because <laughs> uh, there was that DeWitt game that, yeah, I mean, they came in and, and they kind of took you out to the woodshed uh, in your own house. And then it seemed like the from,
0: figurative woodshed. Was, you know,
2: figure. from that point forward, it, it seemed like there was no turning back and that, you know, kind of a, a switch was flipped.
1: You know, it was, we, we didn't get a lot of time together. When you talk about the summer, we didn't have seven on sevens. We didn't have any team camps. So we hit the ground running and, you know, we, we were still trying to figure out who we were and we were playing sophomores and we start sophomore quarterbacks and sophomore wide receivers and sophomore defensive linemen, And they don't have an opportunity to grow in the summer. They're going to have some learning pains on the field. And, you know, we jumped right into our Catholic league. We saw our first game was against brother rice as a program. And it went down to the, it
2: went down to the wire.
1: Yeah, and you know that game could we could have won that game, and then we lose to a Catholic Central team, you know, two with only four minutes left in the game, we're winning that game, and we lose on a long seventy-yard run. So we were really close to being three and zero, and we weren't. We were one and two, trying to figure out who we were, and kind of licking our wounds a little bit. And then Dewitt came in, and our kids didn't know a lot about Dewitt. They had never played him before. Didn't know what to expect. And you know, Rob had one of his best football teams, and they were playing the best at the right time. And they came in and took it to us a little bit, but then then we had to go play Cast Tech. And, you know, we, we went in that Cast Tech game, we were down 14, nothing at halftime to a really, really good Cast Tech team. And one of them, one of their touchdowns was a punt return. So really we, our defense had given up seven points. Our offense was moving the ball a little bit. So we started feeling pretty good about who we were and we were, we started to get a little more healthy. We started to identify some things we could and couldn't do. So those things started clicking a little bit and our staff started kind of figuring out who we were as a group and we started to grow. But you know, we're like I said earlier, Brady Grogash was a fifteen year old quarterback with zero seven on sevens under his belt, zero camp opportunities to go make himself better. And he had to grow a lot. And thank goodness we had, you know, Ford and Geerling and Beasley and you know, some of those guys to help him grow and mature a little bit and became a different football team.
2: Talk about Brady's development. I mean, I, I said it on the show, I think um last week or the week after that that he really started to flourish. In the second half of of last season, and then in that playoff run, and has picked up right where he's left off. I mean, definitely making a name for himself as one of the best, you know, junior field generals in, in in the area, if not in the state. So, just kind of talk about what you've seen from him in the last year.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of always felt Brady was special in his ability to be a quarterback. Didn't really know what he had inside him until I got to spend about a year and a half with him, and now he's growing up. I mean, he's Brady's all at six foot five, two hundred and ten pounds, and. You know he's probably one of the fastest kids in the area he runs you know he's been to legit four or five kid in, in numerous camps so playing on football field kind of running the kind of offense we did is going to put brady in option in position where he's going to have to make a lot of plays both with his arm and his legs and, and he loves that challenge you know he's he's also a 4.0 student he's a leader in our school and in the hallways and in the locker room and everything you kind of expect and he's had some great summer camps great opportunity to get some exposure and and now that's paying off for him. And, you know, he's leading our team and our kids are expecting him to lead our team, which is what you really want from your quarterback.
0: We're talking with uh, Warren De LaSalle, head coach Dan Roan, joining us today on the State Champs Michigan Extra Point podcast. You know, last year, uh, just to put a cap on it, uh, it was a great playoff run. Uh, one of the things I thought that was uh, the most fun was that the fact that the school actually got to host a football game. You know, on campus, you know, uh, this is something that I know because of, I think, the community, because you're literally right in the middle of, you know, a neighborhood. Um, Is is that something that that can happen again?
1: Yeah, probably not. Um, There were some strengths that had to be pulled in order to make that happen. I mean, I was on the phone on a conference call at 4 o'clock, a Zoom call with the city council, and they were voting to our game 4 o'clock on Friday night. And if that hadn't happened, we were going to be moving it to Oak Park. and. You know, we know when we built that field that it was going to be tough for us to play any varsity football games. But, you know, what an opportunity when when you look at COVID and you look at everything that happened and all everybody missed out on. You think, man, what a tremendous opportunity to play on that field that our community built, that the city of Warren supported. And in that environment go to overtime and a chance to play for a state championship.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. It was electric. It was an amazing play uh, to to rip the ball from uh, the running back who is now at Michigan State, uh, Prim, and uh, and then of course uh, you know uh, find a way to win it there. Uh, basically, the next play. There. You guys yeah. were uh, yeah.
2: doing the the John Bon Jovi campaign, living on a prayer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last question for me. You know, I'm in love with the Beasley family, the Beasley brothers. Uh, I know you didn't get to coach uh, uh, the older brother but uh, you've got to coach um, will beasley and uh, he he's quite he's quite the uh, the high motor athlete he's going to Princeton um, in the in the state finals last year even, even in the loss he had like 20 tackles yeah um you know just just talk about what he brings in terms of intestinal fortitude tenacity ferocity i mean uh, his brother was the same way he's at state now
1: so it's definitely a football family, and they've still got one more to come, so we're excited about that. Oh, wow. And having having a brother be a captain at Michigan State and playing the way that he plays, and and Will mimics him. And Will was Will was a ball boy on the 2014 state championship team, so he's been there. He's been around this program for a long time, and he, he definitely is our leader. You know, when I meet with our captains, and Will's one of our captains, what their what their strengths are and what they need to do for this program, and, and Will knows that our defense kind of runs through him. and he has to make the calls and get guys lined up but still play with a high high energy and high level and you know Will loves and embraces that and you know Will's the kind of guy that would if he could play kickoff team which he's actually on our kickoff <laughs> team and he's on our special teams and he's even carrying the ball for us in some short yardage situations he'll do whatever he takes in order to make our team and our program the best and you just love having those kind of kids and you know it speaks volumes that he's he's got the opportunity to go play at Princeton a high academic school and look forward to it you know and you know, our school has turned out some great football players. We got some great ones playing with the Barry at Boston College and you know Danny Matago Metel- up at Central Michigan. And his kids are having great careers and we just look forward to continue to build those kids and turn them out at De La Sal.
2: I saw one the other night uh playing with the defending world champion, Kansas City Chiefs, oh, Mike Dana.
1: Right. Yeah, Mike's been a great one for our program and yeah. you know, very supportive of our kids. And when he comes back around in the summer, he works out here and Great relationship. I get to go out and see him play in December. Hopefully the season will wrap up this year before December. (laughs) And uh, I booked a flight and some tickets, and I'm going to go out and watch him play, and I'm excited to see him play in person and get to know him better. He just got inducted in the Catholic Hall of Fame, and he does a great job representing school.
0: That's outstanding. You know, since the season began, we've had three number 1-ranked teams in the state all as soon as we rank them, lose and fall out of the number one category. Now, no kiss of death here because we've got you ranked fourth right now. So just a nice, comfortable uh, place there for you, for you guys. We have Detroit King right now holding the top spot. And I know rankings don't matter to you and probably a lot of the guys, but this pilot team right now seems like you guys are hitting on all cylinders. A uh, little bit of a scare, you know, with a near turnover in the late stages of the game, Friday night versus Brother Rice, but we all know how tough... The Catholic League Central Division is arguably toughest in the state. You're 3 and 0 because you had a bye week, uh, but you're at Orchard Lake St. Mary's this week. Then you host Detroit Catholic Central. That's a tough stretch, but maybe a defining one to the identity of this team.
1: You know, it is a tough stretch. It's, it's a physically and emotional tough stretch. And, you know, I didn't really realize that, you know, we played our first three games last year were Catholic games. This year, you know, it's a little bit in the middle of our schedule. And, came in and worked and I noticed in our kids legs and, and physically and emotionally, they're still a little bit, a little bit checked out yesterday in practice, you know, it wasn't a great, great energy, great tempo, but you know, we talked about it a little bit, we understand where we need to be. So, you know, it, it is kind of important for us, it's it's a goal to win our league, it's not our number one goal. Our number one goal, will be playing great first and, and be in position to win a state championship. So these games give us great measuring sticks in, in order to determine who we are we need to work out and we're gonna be challenged every week we know that this is a great orchard lake st mary's team four and oh and you know yeah. george is one of the most probably one of the most unique individuals and, and special people out there still coaching and yeah you know wish him nothing but the best and forward to coach against him i've had you know it's be my fourth time coaching against him twice at west catholic and you know it was very good on the other side of that game with him twice it was back when they had that tremendous run of back-to-back-to-back state appearances and yeah you know now we're competing against them and we're hoping to do the right things and, and make a run through this catholic league and you know, see where we sit at the end, and then get our kids ready so we can we can get in the playoffs and hopefully have a great run.
0: All right, I want to thank D. LaSalle. Hey, Coach Dan Rome for joining us today on Extra Point. Hey, Coach, good luck the rest of the way. We'll
1: catch hey, up hey, again real quick. Danny, oh, how, yeah.
2: how many state championships you got? Five.
1: I got four out uh, uh, and two runner up. So got it. four. Well, let's go. Uh, yeah. let's, let's go get yo
0: one for the thumb. And, uh, uh, with D. LaSalle. Yeah, and a national semifinalist yeah. uh, with uh, Ferris State too, right. and quarter finalists I think with with Ferris. So. Good luck, man. Yeah, I've been
1: pretty fortunate to be around some pretty good programs and, yeah. you know, great support. And, you know, I, a friend of mine sent me a text the other day, I think 10 years, of high school football, last 10 years, I coached six of them. I made it to the state finals, I think, six times. So wow. I, that's pretty fortunate, but I've got to surround myself with it. My staff is great. Administration is yeah. great. So we're excited about what we're doing with the Salah and excited about our future.
0: Awesome. Coach, we'll see you out there on the gridiron. Thank you. Final segment of the show, we bring in State Champ's digital managing editor and the man who does the weekly rankings for us all football season, Matt Mowry. Be sure to check in every Monday for the latest top 25 teams in the state. How you doing this week, Matt? I am doing well. Yourself? I'm well. I'm I don't, well. I don't, I'm I don't I am en- glad to be back. So I don't envy Matt's job.
2: The last couple of weeks, yeah. it's such a everything's so jumbled
0: up. Everything changes in the blink of an eye, and yes, got to sort through it all. Yes, absolutely. Scott Bernstein, of course, is still with us. And uh, what Scott is referring to, you got to go to statechampsnetwork.com, click on the rankings, and you will see that we have a new number one. Because for get- whatever reason, the teams that get there don't stay there. Uh, you have a new number one this week, and that is that is detroit king yes for now
3: yes that's that's the thing it's become the most dangerous spot in all of high school football to be is the state champs number one because in four weeks of play we have had three different number ones mm-hmm. and they have all lost so now this is the fourth um it w- obviously you know our our argument a couple weeks ago was how much do we count that that hail mary loss that the king had on the road um and 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 Give them credit. They have done everything they've needed to do since then, just kind of worked their way back up the rankings. Mm-hmm. You know, right behind them, you've got a Grand Rapids Catholic Central uh, team that's just rolling this year. Same yeah. for Rockford. So, you know, it, it was, it seemed like it was an easy enough fix just to, to pop King up in there, you know, because uh, like a, a couple weeks ago when, when they beat Cass, it was a consideration, you know, do I bump them up to, uh, to number one but it was almost one of those where you almost want to look down the road a little bit and see if you're setting yourself up for yet another you know one and done for for a number one team so to speak um I think King probably at this point thinks maybe okay well you know they're in the stretch of the of the PSL schedule where you know if they lose at this point is probably what you would consider an upset anyway yeah you know get to the get to the PSL championship game see who else is there and then you know they've played the very toughest portion of their schedules right up front and they 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 took the best punch right off the bat but uh yeah yeah, moving them up to number one seemed like a no-brainer this week I guess
0: So so hard to really kind of determine an order for the top 10. I mean, Chip Valley loses to, you know, Macomb, Dakota. They fall to six. Um, But I could see how, you know, that's kind of just where it played out, uh, you know, with the teams that are in front of them, Belleville, De La Salle, Rockford, GRCC, and obviously King, uh, that that's kind of where they belong right now. Yeah,
3: and and realistically, somebody critiqued uh, the rankings on Twitter and said, well, nobody can move up the rankings if you don't move teams out. Well, when teams are losing to other ranked teams, or at least in the case of of Chip Valley, losing to a Macomb Dakota team that we had ranked in the preseason top 25, and they took a couple of losses and dropped out. Yeah, it it is when you're when you're facing teams that are losing to other ranked teams. You know, one of the considerations early on was West Bloomfield lost to, you know, a Rochester Adams team that I didn't have in the preseason top 25. We quickly rectified that put put Adams in the top 25. And now I believe they're they're one of the top five in the state as far as playoff points. Right. So, yeah. And and sitting at 21 right now. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, you know, it's, it's great. This is such a pivotal time of year. Now we're going to get a lot of division battles, rivalry games. Uh, So, you know, I I think things are really going to shake out uh, as far as who we feel are the uh, top teams. What are some of the teams maybe just outside of the top 25 you're keeping an eye on?
3: I'm keeping an eye on, especially when we've got a battle between, uh, 4-0 Woodhaven at 4-0 Allen Park in in the Down River League. One of those teams is kind of right on the cusp of of popping into the – Byron Center has been right on that cusp the last couple of weeks. They were in the consideration of who to pop into that number 25 spot. Big battle in the LVC this week with South Lyon coming off a – big win over country day, uh, last Friday that I saw, uh, they've got to match up with Lakeland to kind of determine the ascendancy in the Lake Valley. Probably what will happen is one of those teams, whichever one of those two teams, Lakeland or South lion wins will be the one that remains in the rankings. So Lakeland is kind of, they were a consideration to move into that 25 spot, uh, where I put Mount Pleasant, uh, this week. Um, had kind of an opening and looked at four or five different teams, and those were a couple of them. Romeo popped up in there because I think that of the MAC Red teams that we were considering to be true contenders at the beginning of the season, I think, you know, Romeo was maybe third, fourth on that list, on most people's lists, but all they've done so far is win – Yep. And they were one of the teams that beat Dakota. So it, it's one of those where, you know, we're we're gonna see some movement of of the CSHL HL central teams as mm-hmm. as they start to beat each other up. We're gonna see some OAA red movement, you know, once you get the the West Bloomfield and, and Clarkston matchup. We're definitely gonna see some Mac red movement as you see, you know, Chip Valley and Romeo and and uh, Stevenson kind of battle it out in Dakota at this point, just playing spoiler. They already did it once. I thought about moving them back into the top twenty-five. It was it was hard to do with a two-loss team, a five-hundred team at this point. But if they keep winning, then they're going to be right back in the top twenty-five.
0: Yeah, and Romeo and Chip Valley getting together this weekend. So uh, that's obviously a, a huge game, two ranked teams, and something we mentioned right before uh, we started recording is uh, what Rockford is doing right now Um, you know you've got him number three in the state you know and for for those uh, who maybe aren't following the Rams like they should uh, they just had an absolute war the Zach
2: attack Zach Ahern is a guy that the GLIAC just needs to come and scoop up if not a you know low-level
3: mid-major D1 this kid is a stud yeah, they've got a lot of kids. They've got the Cade Costas kid, a defensive end outside yeah. linebacker that's going to Central. They've got the uh, the wideout, whose name's going to escape me at the moment, who's going to Navy. Um, they've got some talent on that Rockford team. I, Granville was another one of those teams going into the season that was right on that cusp of, of the top 25, and they took a couple of early losses. But I don't think that diminished the fact that we all thought they were a dangerous team. And obviously, when – a Rockford team has to go to double overtime to beat them 53-46. That's a team that's got some weapons of its own and is going to going to wreak some havoc uh, down the stretch. Not not to go too deep into a recruiting rabbit hole, but
2: yeah. I just want to point out something about Kate Costas. I, I know he's committed to Central, and this is no disrespect to the chips, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kate Costas ends up in the in the Big Ten eventually uh, before signing day i mean this kid is a is a power 5 athlete um sure, who, who was a late bloomer in football because he didn't really commit yeah. to the sport until last year right. he was a lacrosse guy so people are still kind of feeling him out Checking and i get out. the feeling as as rockford yeah. proceeds through the season and it looks like they're they're only going to be getting stronger and there's going to be more eyes on him i just i could see him landing in the big 10 just cuz he's a, he's a specimen
3: yeah, I think that's one of those kids that, that the Power Fives generally tend to go. Okay, give us some more tape. Yeah. We we know what you look like. We know your stature. We know what you're going to test out like. And you're you know you're a physical freak. We want to see some more tape. And yeah, you're right. He was a lacrosse player who blew him late. I think he had some injuries early on. Didn't come up from JV until maybe later on in his career than people thought. And 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 you knew just looking at the measurables that he was going to be good. But yeah, he's he's a wrecking ball.
0: Absolutely. Uh you know you can get a lot of this kind of insight if you pay attention to the state Champs scout team which you can find at statechampsnetwork.com Matt Mallory writing blogs for for Michigan and and sometimes he dips into his toe into Ohio and Scott writing Indiana content and Michigan content as well Uh, and uh, Matt helping out on our state champs women's side you know uh, covering some of the girls and stories that are going there Uh, so lots of great stuff uh, you can find at the website so some really good uh, recruiting stuff and uh, the state champs W recruiting Show is going on, and we're still doing clips uh, for um, you know social media and uh, for other platforms, so you could check out uh, uh, you know what these guys are writing about uh, as far as uh, recruits and what's happening, and a, a lot of stuff's going to be happening here uh, over the course of uh, the next month. And uh, I want to thank the digital managing editor at StateChampsNetwork.com, Matt Mowry, giving us his thoughts on the state ra- rankings. Now they're up right now. His current top twenty-five and his honorable mentions are at. State Network.com, Just click on the rankings tab. Check it out. That's it for the podcast. Go ahead.
2: I'm just
0: looking at this. I should have looked at this before (laughs) before,
2: before we jumped on air. But we had I think six of our top ten teams this week
0: put up 50 balls. Yes, that is true.
2: (laughs) Wow. That is
0: true. That is true. It was a beautiful night out there. Weather was not an issue uh, this weekend. Yes. And, uh, yeah, offenses were high flying. So, hey, guys, that's it for the podcast. Check out the Michigan Extra Point Talk Show for highlights, reviews, Bernie's burning topics, and more across the State Champs Network. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening.